0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the IntelliCast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly. Looking forward to this season of SampleCon. It is. <laughs>
1: Get ready for it. It's coming.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is the first of a, a three-part series that we're putting out with people that are speaking at SampleCon. Uh, today's episode will be Guillermo Murga and Dinah Bowen of Cervata. Awesome interview.
1: Yeah, interesting this is what I love is interviewing people. So you have to learn a little bit about them. So many interesting people are in marketing research that have different backgrounds and I'm super excited.
0: Yeah. As always, IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI research solutions. You can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI dash RS.com for any email. If you want to come on, if you have a topic you want to talk about, you have a Mount Rushmore. Um, if you don't like something we said about you, come on on. Yeah. Send us an email. Tough stuff. Yeah. You want beef? Come on a podcast. Let's settle this. I have a question.
1: Yeah. Did Dinah Bowen ever win Researcher of the Year?
0: Yes. She won it in 2009 for when she uh, kind of came up with True Sample. Okay. Yeah, and, and sold it into General Motors. I
1: forget about the archives sometimes. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, because we're all about looking forward. There's no, really no rearview mirror on the Research Man and Woman of the Year. Right. Like, I've already, like, I don't care that Isaac won it this year. Great. Congrats, dude. Right. Shoot for the stars. Go bigger. Right. Just kidding.
1: So I'm excited to talk to Dinah because she is kind of epic in our industry.
0: For sure. Um, also, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's EMI underscore research. Intellicast1 is the Intellicast Twitter handle. My own personal Twitter handle is Adam Jolly, all one word. I'll be tweeting from the conference next week. Probably making fun of some stuff, too, so it'd be cool. Uh, Brian, any Twitter for you? No Twitter. I'm just a follower. But you're going to take the EMI handle next week, right? When, yeah, I'll, the I'll,
1: I'll be tweeting from EMI's handle, so a little bit slightly more professional than Adam Jolly's. Less nope. jokes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not that you're unprofessional, but you'll have some
0: jokes, fun it's, stuff. It's um, business casual. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how I would describe my professionalism. <laughs> um, well, yeah, as we said, we're we're excited about SampleCon. It's kind of the 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 only like sample only conference that we have, and you know, really talking about where we've been, where we're going, and what we're doing right now in the sample industry. Um, there's some awesome talks going on this week, and our, our three guests that we're going through this series are, are three of the biggest um, and really the most exciting talks that we have. Um, actually, the Cervata, they're doing two talks, so I guess four oh. sessions that are represented here in All the three right. podcasts. Uh, before we get started off, we want to do a Mount Rushmore. Oh. Mount Rushmore, since we're heading to Austin, Texas. Both of us are heading there on Saturday. Yeah. What time do you get in? I land at 2.45. I think we're on the
1: same flight. Yeah. We're going to hang out? Yeah, we'll hang out. Get some, some of our, maybe some of our Texas things.
0: Ooh, all right. Let's get started. Uh, Mount Rushmore of Texas Things. Yes. Yeah. Things that you associate with the state of Texas. I will start off. Yeah, do it. Number one for me, armadillos. Really? Yeah, I always think about them. They're a fascinating creature to me. <laughs> the exoskeleton, you know? And someone like, what a weird hair thing they got. And they, yeah. They got weasel faces. They're yeah. like hairless possums, right? Oh,
1: are they about possum
0: sized? Yes. No. And then if they fold up, they're like uh, miniature basketball, like Nerf basketball yeah. dunk size. Yeah. No. Uh, there's
1: a rumor that there's Armadillo Racing at SampleCon. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, so,
0: Soapbox is doing it. That's the uh, So la- in the past, these social events have been the EMI Scavenger Hunt yes. and then the Protege Poker Night. Yes. And those have been replaced. And, and then the Board of Directors Cocktail Hour. Those yes. has been replaced by a different type of cocktail yes. thing, the Board of Directors Cocktail. And then uh, Armadillo Racing. By a sample, soapbox so, and somebody project.
1: So similar to how you're rotating the board of directors, the sample cover We're rotating yeah. the promotional events.
0: Out of the old in with the new, that's <laughs> right. what I say. All right. Sounds good. Kiss
1: them bricks. Armadillos What's, is yeah. your first.
0: Go ahead. What's right. number two? Mine
1: is um obsession with football. Yeah, it's good. If you've seen Friday Night Lights one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's amazing. I rewatched it about a month ago. I just love how they're obsessed with football and it's kind of like a lifestyle in all these small towns and they build these giant stadiums everywhere. That's my number one. Not in any order, but that's yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, that's good. Right? That's pretty good, yeah. right? had to put somebody in from sports. He went to college in Houston. Actually, the, the famous story is that he came over from Nigeria yeah. and he was at the airport and they are like, where do you want to go? And he was supposed to go to New York? Right? Yeah. Like Syracuse, I think. Yeah. And then he asked somebody, what's warmer, Houston or Syracuse? He had two airplane tickets, and they said Houston. And he flew to Houston and never left. Played in, played most of his career there. I think he ended with Toronto Raptors, uh, which is a bad move, Hakeem. But uh, the dream, you know, yeah. dream shake, everything. Love Hakeem. Awesome. My
1: number two, Sweet Tea. You can't get sweet tea really well here in the Midwest, even yes. though we're on the border of Kentucky. I just want to go somewhere and say I'll have some tea, and the assumption it's is it's yeah. sweet tea, yeah, and just a lot of sugar,
0: yeah. That's what I number two, sweet tea. Uh, number three for me is no state income tax. I think that's great. Isn't that great? Yeah, really, <laughs> really big uh, credit to revenue ratios there. Like not a lot of uh, credit card debt, not a lot of state income tax. Just like lap of luxury,
1: Texas. Okay. Nice. My number three, Matthew McConaughey.
0: All right, all right, all right.
1: (laughs) Enough said. He's just awesome. He's a genius.
0: My last thing as far as best things from Texas, I said toast.
1: Texas toast is a good one. Yeah. I mean it's thicker. All toast should be Texas. Well, this goes with my fourth one, which is that everything in Texas is bigger. Yeah. Including its
0: toast. Oh, I love a big, thick piece of Texas (laughs) toast. I'll always like a memory that I'll always have with you. Oh. Is driving back from Nashville, you and I, (laughs) uh, stopping on the way at a Dairy Queen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In the middle of nowhere Kentucky. In the middle
0: of nowhere Kentucky and getting a bunch of Texas toast and dipping it in gravy as we're driving down the road.
1: Yeah. It Uh, was like a Tuesday night
0: at 9 p.m. We've got a four and a half hour drive ahead of us. Yeah, we were only uh, 45 minutes in. We had just crossed the border. (laughs) Right. Stopping it, some chicken finger meals. Let's have some Texas and blizzards. We got blizzards still. Uh, Really, a meal that you needed two, maybe three hands with. Yeah, and we're just bebopping down the highway. We we spent sixteen dollars worth of Dairy Queen. It was
1: great. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right. Do you want to do a bit? Let's just do two Everglades of Texas. Oh, worst worst things about Texas. Worst things about Texas. Okay. Um, I will go with anything west. Of Austin, huh? So Lubbock, uh, El, Paso. El Paso, all huh. that. So, Juarez, everything yeah. west of Texas, yuck. Huh? I'm gonna go a different direction. Everything east, <laughs> kind of
1: any city larger than Austin.
0: So, all right.
1: What I like about Texas or San Antonio, and Austin. I do. Not, I'm not a big fan of Houston or Dallas. Yeah. It's just I don't. I don't see anything unique there. There's no character. It's just I feel like it's eight million people, and miles of urban sprawl.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. My other Everglades is tamales. I don't get them. Oh, really? I just don't understand tamale. Too much mush.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of just generally Texas barbecue.
0: Yeah. Um, I like other forms of barbecue better. Not You're like a Carolina guy in yeah, Memphis? I like the Carolina best barbecue Kansas City. I love if sauce. You, if we do a Mount Rushmore. It's a sauce, right? Because yeah. they don't do a lot of sauce in Texas. If
1: we do the Mount Rushmore of barbecues, Texas will be, I don't know, may not make the list.
0: We, I would rather have Brooklyn barbecue than Texas barbecue. I <laughs> Everybody knows that, right? But
1: by the way, I love Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Excited to be there.
0: Yeah, excited to be Yeah, okay. That's it. I'll, I'll compromise with you. Excited to be there. Uh, well, great. Let's jump into our interview now with Guillermo Murga and Dinah Bowen of Servada. Great interviews. There's some great insights and kind of a, a different point of view. Uh, and I think you'll get that from them. And they'll also talk about the two different sessions they'll be speaking at, at SampleCon. Joining us now, both from Cervata, Guillermo and Dinah, how are you guys?
2: We're good. Good. Thank you for having us.
0: Yeah, I'm very happy to have you guys on here. I I tell you, I feel like in the last six months, like Cervata is everywhere. You've like covered my LinkedIn feed. So uh, I'm excited to have you guys on and learn more about. Uh, So really, we always start with kind of the origin story. So how did, how did you get into market research? Everyone kinda kind of has got that same answer where like you fall back asswards into it. But, uh, so tell us tell, from both of you, what is your, uh, origin story?
3: Yeah. Should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. First I want to give credit to Guillermo for all of our, everything you're seeing on social, because that is his handiwork in action. And so oh, yeah, um, props to him on that. Um, so in terms of getting into the market research industry, I think my story is that I was at an internet um, consulting company and that company IPO'd in 1997 98 time frame which was okay. a super fun experience but what it did was get me on the startup drug and so you know once that start um, that IPO was over and we were becoming more of a mature company, I was ready to go on to another startup. And I interviewed with a company called Market Tools, which had a product called Zoomerang, which was the predecessor to SurveyMonkey, as well as Qualtrics. And we were kind of the first the first survey platform. I think with recent things that have gone on with SurveyMonkey and Qualtrics, it's another story. And fast followers tend to do the best, right? Harvard Business Review story there. Um, But in any event, that's how I got into market research. I went there as an implementation manager. So I've always been on the tech side. I had been a network administrator and then went into client services, um, moved out to Minneapolis, led the General Mills account for market tools, and really worked with them and partnered with them to take all of their market research online at that time. And so, you know, that's market tools is really where I developed my technical experience and survey platforms and sampling and all of that, but also learned methodologies by being on site at General Mills for six years. So that's, that's my story.
2: General, what's yours? Cool. Well, i had a, um, oh. uh, a kind of a different route. Um, I actually started in advertising before I joined Servata and I was actually kind of the personas that Sorata is reaching out to. Uh, When I was at the agencies, um, I started within publicist group. And with uh, these very aggressive timelines, we don't really have time to test. And sometimes we would just put things out in the air without testing them, without doing creative concepting. Or when we would do strategy, we would do a very small panel. We would probably go to people's homes and kind of ask questions. But, uh, you know, that's not really a good kind of, uh, sample size from that. Or sometimes if it was really aggressive, we would do a quick uh, free online survey and just pass out links and hoping people kind of will fill it out. So as you sure. can see, it's like not really the best data. And when I was um, heard about Sarada and, Emma, and I started talking to the founder, Chris Kelly, f- to me, it made perfect sense. What if we had a tool to tool advertisers to quickly with the scale, uh, using the internet, get respondents quickly, and then before you actually launch a campaign, you actually have a really good data and you know, feeling about the creator that you're in, the messaging you're showing. So when I learned about Servada, it just made perfect sense. And that's that's how I kind of migrated to market research. But um, before that I was in advertising and we would use market research, but probably not the best scientific <laughs> right. uh, approach. So this for me made perfect sense when I heard about Servada as a solution.
0: Okay, guys. Um- so like I said, you know, we've heard so much about Cervata lately. Um, so tell us, you know, everybody, everyone's talking about innovation in our industry and everybody, uh, you have, you know, conferences like IIEX and you'll hear it a lot at SampleCon too. Like, what are we doing to innovate the industry? And, and and, really, really is Cervata doing to innovate in the industry?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think the exciting thing about where we're at at Cervata right now is we've gone from early stage startup to series B where we're scaling, right? And so we've got, um, you know, proven technology and we have a, you know, a technology stack that allows us to differentiate. So, you know, we talk about our technology as our brand intelligence platform. It's really made up of, of three things. It's made up of our publisher network, which is how we reach survey takers, which is, unique and different in and of itself. Um, We have a way in which we um, allow respondents to answer questions in exchange for having access to premium content. Um, So that's different than other market research slash panel companies in terms of that model. Um, We also have a DIY survey platform, and that is integrated with our publisher network. So it allows people, our customers, to go under our website and develop their own surveys and um, and access our network and do that all on their own, put in their credit card, pay for their project, and away they go. Um, and then we also have our third technology, which is DSP integrations. And those three technologies, our publisher network, our survey platform, and DSP integrations – support both business lines, the market research and ad, ad measurement. So up to this point, we've been scrapping it out as sort of a DIY technology company. Um, but, you know, not really wanting to get in a features and functionality arms race with SurveyMonkey and Qualtrics. Right? Right. Um, and so we're really working on solutions. Um, we're focused on working with brands and delivering solutions that... Um, are that work on our publisher network and that have a glide path into helping our customers uh, bridge market research to add measurement in ways that have not been done before
2: yeah and then uh, another thing i would add is we want to be kind of the full 360 uh, tool for brands to know their consumers from initial market research uh seeing what works to concept testing, then to ad measurement, uh, and then at the end measuring brand lift over time. So we want to be like kind of comprehensive uh, more Martech tool that brands use from beginning to end. Right. And that's why we're getting a lot of good attention from big brands. We're speaking with the conference that they are our own um, kind of cheerleaders and they are willing to go on stage and talk about our findings and vouch for us.
0: Wow, that's, that's huge, right? I, I think there is a huge opportunity there. Cause I think so many times we jump into those, you mentioned the Qualtrics and survey monkeys, like those big giants, but like you're solving a real bandwidth problem for people, right. And, and sell it more on what they need than like this whole kit and caboodle type thing. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: that's, that's <clears throat> the idea. And, you know, um, just a little kind of prequel to what we'll be talking about at SampleCon, um, we are presenting with Constellation Brands there, yeah. and we're going to be talking about how we're using our network, the publisher network I mentioned, and our technology to identify an audience that they're trying to better understand um, in terms of uh, buying alcohol via delivery services, you know, like an Uber Eats. And measuring awareness around that and understanding, you know, who are the people that are most likely to want to purchase a service like that? And then what is their awareness level and how do do they uh, increase awareness? And so in talking through that, we'll be talking about how market research technology as well as, um, you know, moving into our ad measurement technology, how those things play together in a glide path to help them solve a specific problem.
0: That's huge. Yeah. And that was actually going into my next question, like talking about the sample con and uh, you mentioned presenting with constellation. And um, I know, does that mean, uh, Guillermo, are you doing the state of sales and MRX?
2: (laughs) No, I am not. The Dyna is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So tell me a little bit more Dyna, What can I expect? So I've, you know, I've been in sales and MRX in a while and it's kind of a different world. Um, what, what what could somebody expect when they come to that session at SampleCon?
3: Well, I think there's, um, kind of two, two conversation themes. There's a general theme about what's, you know, what's going on in, in the industry in, in sales. And I think, um, You know, I see it as it probably depends on where you sit in the industry. Um, Sample companies will have a unique position on how they think about sales. Um, Market research companies will as well, and then tech companies will, right? And it'll thinking about who's your client and how do you build a sales team to um, to speak to that client. Um, and and in a way, in that they want to work with you and and partner with you on you know purchasing your services, and and you're helping them solve a problem. So there's sort of that general theme, but I think there's another theme um, around around women in sales in the market research industry, and um, it's sort of an interesting one for me to think about because while I am a woman and I do do sales in the industry, I don't always. And a lot of times I've been in organizations where I was the only sales leader that was female. I didn't really think about it that way, but it is a practical reality that people, I think that are women that want to be in sales, want to better understand, you know, how, how do you become a sales leader? How do you get that sales position and where are we seeing women in the industry in sales, um, across the supply chain?
0: I'm with you. And I, uh, I think about that a lot too, is like, I run into other sales people or like you go to a conferences and there has been some shift, but maybe in the sales aspect, it seems a lot slower than other aspects of business. And I I think about what wire is doing, right? And still, when I go to wire events, like the sales aspect isn't as equally represented in the ratio side. Um, Are you kind of seeing the same thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, I see it, but. I guess, um, you know, uh, there's my there's my own reality, which is hard to separate that from what's going on in a broader industry. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I'm an equal opportunity employer. Cervata is all about inclusion and equal opportunity. And the reality in my life is I have more women on my sales team than men. And I'm trying to balance it out the opposite way. Right? I'm like, I need, I need, you know, I need men on my team too, right? Like, it's just... And yes I support women and yet you know yes I want them to do well and and if they're the right person for the job we will hire them but but if a if guy's the right person for the job we're gonna hire him too and so I uniquely like in my own life I have this like you know difference where I'm a female sales leader but then as a employer on my team I'm looking for for guys too right so um, so that's that's my own reality from an industry standpoint I think if we look antidotally right? If uh, observing, if we look across the industry, there tend to be more men in the sample part of the right. industry. But um, we will talk about where where women are in market research, and they're they're at the brands. Right. And we will talk about the fact that the two most powerful people in market research in the world right. are women, and they sit at the top of insights at Procter and Gamble and the top of insights at General Mills.
0: Oh no, I'm with you. Yeah. Um... That's huge. I think that's a big shift for people to think about, and I think it'll be a big shift for people to think about this particular conference, right? Uh, at SampleCon, which, it, like you said, is typically a, a room full of the same-looking dudes, uh, or else I'll say. <laughs> not, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, tell me, uh, last question before we get into a little bit more fun topics. Uh, as people are starting out in the industry, and I get this a lot from like schools, and you know, speaking with young people starting in, what's one piece of advice that each of you would give to somebody when they're starting their career in market research?
2: Yeah, I would say um, stay curious, naturally curious. Imagine when you're a little boy or girl and you're always curious, never lose that. And try to find um, those data points, data sets to paint that story uh, when you're naturally Inquisitive about a topic and also be at the forefront of new trends and stuff and always be on the lookout for what consumers might be doing that may be emerging and try to find those business applications. So, for example, um, a few months ago, we ran a study on consumer usage for smart speakers like Alexa and Google Home. It's a very emerging um, kind of device in homes now. And we asked, what are you, what are people using it for? So, and we found in our data that most people are looking for things like recipes and restaurant recommendations. So from there, we can kind of paint a story that uh, maybe restaurants and CPG brands in the food category should start looking at smart speakers as a kind of advertising avenue for them. And we're using those story sets to kind of paint a story and then um, create like a business solution application from that. So I just say, always stay curious and be at the forefront of any trends that you might think are emerging and try to see, try to create a hypothesis and test it out.
0: That's awesome. What a great bit of advice.
2: Thank you.
1: Hey guys, this is Brian and I'm going to switch it up a little bit. We typically have a segment about the four P's of marketing. We switch it up a little bit and I'm going to start off with a playlist. So I'd love to hear the last three songs that each of you have listened to. And if you have a print story, throw that in as well.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so Spotify is actually an employee benefit here at Servata. <laughs> so, I you know we we all spend a lot of time on Spotify, um, and I you know somewhat embarrassed to learn when I got my you know curated customized twenty eighteen playlist of songs I listen to the most um, at the top was I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys
2: job, um,
3: and <laughs> there's this like Backstreet Boy revival going on, um, as we saw in one of the Super Bowl commercials. So um, so anyway, so that was number one. And then I'd say number two is uh, Post Malone uh, Sunflower, which is from Spider-Man. And then Number three is I don't know the name of it, but it's that new song by Ariana Grande, which sounds the beginning of it sounds like the song from The Sound of Music. The tattoo of and if you (laughs) haven't, I don't know. I don't know about the tattoo, but it's all over the radio, like in the last two weeks. And is
2: it Thank You Next?
3: Thank You Next, maybe. It's you know, it sounds like that Christmas song. Oh yeah right? That's how you are um,
0: winning, right? If and, you like, have so many songs <laughs> going right now, that's
3: what it is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's a fantastic song and I feel like that's going to be like the top of the charts here in the next month. But um, anyway, those are my three.
2: Cool. And um, yeah, I'm a big Spotify loser and I think they're doing a great job at um, getting that um, usage data and recommending creating songs for you. And sometimes it helps you kind of step out of your comfort zone in terms of what songs you're listening to. But um, I would say my last three, I was listening to on my commute to work today. (laughs) Um, Little Boots, Working Girl was one. Uh, And then also, um, I really like the Katy Perry Deja Vu song. So that's kind of usually my morning pump it up song (laughs) as I'm walking to work. And then um, I also listen to a lot of mix of... um, 80s and i'm a big depeche mode uh fan so personal jesus was the last the other one i listened to this i morning. did
3: not know that about you yeah
2: i love 80s the cure depeche mode
3: alternative 80s yeah. that's your jive <laughs> yeah. yeah cool uh,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: hey i think great picks i love the personal jesus song it's an underrated song it's one of my favorite ever and you cannot go wrong
0: with backstreet boys am i right Yeah. I agree. We're actually (laughs) doing a boy band mix right now in the office. So yeah, we have Spotify going through our sonos at all times. And Wednesday afternoon, feeling kinda down. Don't really want to, you know, think about things too much. Like now is like not the time to put on depeche mode. Next song, next, uh, not next song, next question that we have is uh, about performance So what is something about each of you that uh, we don't really know? Like what is a hidden talent that each of you know?
2: So I'm sort of a Wikipedia addict <laughs> and I spend lots of countless nights just reading random articles and those blue hyperlinks just get me into like a dark hole. Uh, <laughs> so I really like trivia and I'm just something that I really kind of want to build up on, Uh, not to say that I want to try out for jeopardy, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's like kind of one thing is like, um, if people start talking about things, I just know random facts and sometimes it's kind of weird. Um, it's almost like a walking Wikipedia person, but, uh, yeah, that's something, uh, I'm good at. Yeah.
3: I think my thing is probably, um, well in general, in my daytime persona, like I don't, I don't like to get dirty. And I like to have like my little fashion outfits for work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the weekends, I mountain bike. And and uh, in Northern California this time of year, it is very, very muddy. And so it's, you know, this, I think, um, break from technology and, you know, the pristine clean life of being in technology and then being outside in the fresh air and just having mud all over you <laughs> after a great uh, mountain bike ride. And I can sort of geek out on on hardtail mountain bikes and things like that. So um that's those probably huge. Mine.
0: yeah. I would never would have thought either of those. Really the, the Wikipedia thing, like we thing <laughs> here, like always everyone always says, hey, does anyone know this? And then like you sit there for like 10 minutes before you realize the
2: internet exists. And you, <laughs> you can start researching <laughs> things. You guys you can just me while a friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey Dinah, you you mentioned you're in Northern California. Have you mountain biked a murder mountain?
3: Um no, but I have recently seen yeah. that Netflix that series. Um I don't know that I <laughs> do want a mountain bike there, but um <laughs> it's it's I mean a lot of people yeah, have disappeared there. Uh but you know what? But well, that's a good future for that place, right? As the uh the cannabis industry is changing yep. right in front of us. Um that would be, you know, there's um uh, some places in Northern California that are really small towns that have been kind of become um, mountain biking meccas. And that would be a great way for for Murder I Mountain to reinvent itself. It. Okay, that's
0: it. They need a good PR campaign. Yeah. They'll be back at it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, thank you both for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to seeing you both at SampleCon and hearing uh, both presentations. Well, thank you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you guys next week what an awesome interview yeah what was your favorite part uh i love the
1: um hidden talent this is my favorite part of every interview what yeah great hidden talent i
0: always love to hear the origin stories Origin how stories. how i got good. into it right? yeah yeah and then when people like uh like every time we like what what advice would you give it's always curiosity and i think that's big in our industry right yeah we have more curiosity I Think so
1: there's someone should give a ted talk on curiosity
0: yeah well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for this episode of IntelliCast. As always, you can reach us at IntelliCast1 on Twitter, EMI underscore research on Twitter. My own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly, and email e- IntelliCast at EMI-RS. You'll be able to see Brian, Mary, myself, and Amy Carley at SampleCon this week. Please come and say hi. Mention the podcast, and we'll buy you a piece of sausage. How's that? <laughs> or something. We'll buy you something Texas-related. Yes. Cool? Awesome. See you guys in Austin.